Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. It's just been endless shit. If it's not one thing, it's another. And we have been fed up and we have been fed up for a long time. So much of 3D was about allowing these tent poles to govern our lives and dictate what we do, how we live, and what our purpose is, right? Which was ultimately to prop up those tent poles. So the more conscious we've become, which is effectively 2012, was really that big push in consciousness. The more aware we've become, like to the forefront of our minds and, you know, in our feeds and, you know, just outside of us, like how much bullshit we've been tolerating lifetime after lifetime, because none of this is new, right? We've just been looping through the same abuses of power in various ways throughout the way these temples have been structured from, you know, the three temples have been government, religion, and, and economy, right? So we see in which, you know, all the abuses that have been wrought throughout those temples and how they've impacted us. And so, of course, we just keep needing to hit that moment that sort of fed up. I'm so fed up, I will not take this anymore. But as we've discussed in previous episodes of the season, as you've pointed out, people are afraid of change. So we can get fed up, but then we tell ourselves, what can I do? I can't do anything. I don't have any power. Also, because it feels like there's no other option. That's the other thing as well. Mm-hmm. So I, well, that's what kind of what I noticed. Like, okay, what can I do? Aside from going to politics myself, there's very little mm-hmm. that I can do, right? So I do the micro-rebellion, which is I'm just not going to listen to you because yeah. I don't respect you. Which is the point, right? I mean, the tent poles. So uh, effectively, as the tent poles come down... And this was, it was so interesting because in 2021, there were a lot of very influential spiritual people sort of offering up these doomsday predictions about how the world's going to end and people are in such shit that, you know, unless they manage to get out of it within this very narrow window, the world's just going to pretty much implode, right? And it's true to a certain degree. I'm not going to doomsday here. I know I tend to be a bit cynical or... Um, seem negative, but you know, things are fairly dire, let's just to be honest, okay? But when we don't give the tent poles energy is how they crumble. But what we needed was enough critical mass to stop giving the tent poles energy, to stop propping them up so that they'll come down, but at the same time, in parallel, needed enough people to get into 5D energy so that way we are somehow still supported so our world does not fall apart completely on us. Which is why we've been doing what we've been doing for the past few years, which is here's one way to get into 5D so that way when 3D falls apart, you don't go, you don't fall apart with it. And yet it is very difficult to maintain one's energy and integrity in a world where your daily life is, you look at the feed and some other bullshit crazy thing has happened in Asia, in your own country, where you're living, it doesn't matter. It's like, what more? How much more can I take? That makes sense to me, fine. But, and I understand that a lot of that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're watching play out across the media, including the media itself, is karma, right? Which has just been an agent of government. But then what about for those, like, I, I don't necessarily have any karma, but I still see this stuff and I'll get pissed off. 
Mm-hmm. Why, why is it affecting me? Why is it still in my life? Well, it could be affecting us who are not in our karma for a couple of reasons. One, because somehow your mission runs parallel to that, right? Like perhaps you do, while you may not directly engage in politics, perhaps there could be something about your mission that will somehow be in partnership to that or in partnership with that. And of course, because you are somebody who gives a shit, so of course you're going to be angry when you see some level of injustice or abuse of power taking place. Why wouldn't you? We are allowed to be angry. We need to be angry because anger is what's going to motivate us to do something about it and not just sort of sit back and take it until we die. And that allows us to also help younger generations navigate what is becoming and it has not even peaked in terms of its bullshit because the bullshit still hasn't completely played out and that's probably going to be about 2024. Okay. So we're still building. And so what those of us who have gotten out of it is we also need to really look at the younger generations and figure out how can we build a world or a community and just start small in order to support them so they don't pay the price. So while it could be karma for some because they're easily triggered by what's going on outside of them, for some, it's just part of our evolution. As we face challenges, we're just going to be like, okay, I can see where I can grow from this. I can see what this is motivating me to do. I'm going to go do it. And how can you tell the difference, whether it's karma or you're just your evolution? Although in some ways going through your karma is of an evolution. So there isn't really a difference, but do you know what I mean? Like how yes. can you tell whether it's. When it's no longer karma and it's purely evolutionary. Yeah. You can sleep at night. So this time between 2020, well, 2022, I mean, we've been in this energy, this really horrific bullshit energy for a while. So really that window of 2020 to 2024, we are just going to keep using this as an opportunity to evolve. So for those of us, you know, who have really managed to shed their karma or might still be working on a bit, bit of ego shedding, we have a great opportunity to really take massive leaps in our evolution just because there's just so much opportunity for growth, right? <laughs> it's like staring us in the face every time we wake up. Oh, more crap happened. Okay, yay. <laughs> so we're in order to evolve, we need to care. Okay, that's interesting. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I actually like And that. why do we want to evolve? Because it's our soul's nature. Our souls are dynamic. They want change. They're here for something. You don't come into body, again, as we said before, to just be complacent and die. It's not fun and it's not interesting. And it's also not possible. As we said, you know, (laughs) uh, experiences become normal. So Mm -hmm. then you want more and more because you're always moving to a new state of normal. Exactly. And it's interesting because bliss allows for that. So when we talked about how your baseline, you know, the goal is to get to the baseline of fine. Mm. And then from fine, you get to be okay. And from okay, you're good. From good, you're great. Great to happy and happy to bliss. No? There's something We've never had great. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking there's great. <laughs> I got great. <laughs> I added great. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, there's no great. Okay, you want me to say that again? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you just so- check? They agreed with me. Yes, Raya. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I was like, I like great. You're doing great. 
Yeah. Okay, fine. So then you have your baseline of you're fine. That is a great one to get to, as we said, especially at this very time. I mean, if we can get to the baseline of fine, we are so golden. And then from fine to okay, from okay to good, from good to happy. Although if you stop over at great, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Sorry. And then from happy to bliss. And you can imagine that within each of those points that there are levels to them, right? And the more we're experiencing ourselves and our lives at those various junctures, at those points, and we're in those levels, we keep sort of, we, we're moving up. And that's moving up in our vibration, in the harmonics, et cetera, until we get into high enough harmonics that we are in 5D and we are experiencing harmony. And where is 5D on that good, great, happy? 5D is happy. So any, any opportunity we get to evolve and to grow, we're going to take it. It's just our human nature that just doesn't want to because sometimes it hurts. Sometimes, like you and I are experiencing today, we're exhausted. Yeah, it's exhausting yeah. to constantly confront all the crap that's going on in the world. It's exhausting to even have to just try to self-care at the same time, right? And then you sometimes wake up and you're like, what is the point of any of this? Mm. What's the point of becoming more conscious, as it were? Because that's the other question I have then, is when mm. you're going from like fine to okay to good to happy to bliss, is that your consciousness raising? Yes. So happy is higher consciousness? Yes. And so what's bliss? Extra higher consciousness. <laughs> extra, extra, extra plus. <laughs> Where nothing can bring me out. Because in the initial stages of, so if you're moving from good to happy, you could have flashes of happy when you're moving up, right? Once happy is your baseline, you don't move down. So again, it's exactly what we were saying. So you have experiences of happy mm -hmm. until those experiences become more and more frequent that happy becomes normal. Exactly. Really, I feel like experiences become normal is going to be like <laughs> the theme for this, this season. I say it a fuck of a lot. But yeah, uh, that I makes want to sense. remember it. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But the thing is, in order to get there, I feel like I actually, and I hated it when you used to say this before to me. Well, there were two words I hated. Discernment was one of them. The second one was How do you still feel? I think when I heard discernment in my karma... I heard, you're not choosing right. Mm. But actually now I can see the discerner was, you're not choosing yourself. Mm. Like, because it's Very our internal bar barometer that matters, right? Yes. Not someone else's opinion of what our internal barometer should be. Exactly. And so discernment isn't, discernment doesn't have separate, isn't in separation, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when I heard discernment, I was like, you're picking the wrong guys, you're picking the wrong experiences, you're picking the wrong reactions. When actually discernment was just, you're not listening to yourself. Hmm. And yes, now if I, if I use that definition of discernment, like being able to like tap into myself and be like, what's really going on here for me? Then yeah, no, I love it because it's how I live. Mm -hmm. But the old version of what I thought discernment was, the reason why I hated it is because I hate 3D. But detachment was the other one. And I always <laughs> struggled with it because I was I like, you want me that. not to care. Oh. And I remember having this conversation with you being like, you can't be detached. Like, what happens if this happens? Wouldn't you be sad? Like, you know, do you remember if this happens? Wouldn't you be sad? But I think for me now, it's the same kind of like re redefinition of detachment, where like detachment before implied to me that you have no feelings and whatever mm. happens, happens, let it go, you know, just flow down the river. But for me, detachment now mm. is something different, which is 
Nothing that can happen outside of me will determine how I see myself. Well said. That's beautiful. Perfect. Where the Amazing. fuck did that come from? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but so, yes, that, I again, is how I live my life. Mm-hmm. It's true. So detachment and discernment together, the double Ds, like my bra size, um, <laughs> you know, are basically how I live my life. Nothing will determine, like nothing that happens outside of me will determine how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And I will always listen to my own internal barometer, not someone else's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that does allow us to get through our evolution because it does allow you to see things differently. But the thing is, those definitions and me understanding those definitions like that really only came when I was calmerless. Mm. Because both those de- definitions aren't really outcome-based. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, both mm-hmm. of them are kind of saying, whatever the outcome, I can deal with it because it has no bearing on my emotional, mental, or spiritual state. Mm-hmm. Which can only come when you are conscious. Yeah. I'm not beholden to the outcome mm-hmm. because I will always be okay. Exactly. Or good or happy. Or, or fine. <laughs> or in bliss. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the goal, which is why our relationships can be so up and down and in and out and all over the place because we're having to be in flow, which means we have to be able to be detached in order to find harmony. And so as we're detaching from all these things that we thought mattered before, it becomes really uncomfortable because we're wired and we're socialized for attachment. And attachment is effectively you, which is, I guess, why the dating one came before this one. Mm-hmm. But yes. the attachment one is def- is you determine my worth rather yes. than I determine it for myself. Right. And it starts young. It's interesting because I was at a dinner last night and parent challenged me about how school and friends for young children is really important because they need to acquire some social skills and socialization. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is probably one of the biggest 3D myths that as parents, they're still applying to their children, which is really scary because that's all we're really teaching is relationships are more important than you. I understand the logic, right? I understand the psychology of teaching children to socialize and how to play nicely, et cetera, and how it prepares them for the real world, et cetera. But as we can see, the way in which it has been done has actually been detrimental. To Shove your in. feelings down. Well, it teaches and, them and to play in the dysfunction of relationship, right? We're just still perpetuating the same thing. Yeah. And so when we talk about the fact that we are wired and socialized for attachment, we have to understand it's been coming since we were born. Mm. And so to rewire ourselves, to be able to detach ourselves from this idea that we need relationship of any kind in order to survive is going to take time and it's going to be very uncomfortable. Because we don't need it to survive Mm -mm. is the truth ever. We definitely enjoy it and desire it so we can have more expressions of our light. Exactly. And it's definitely something that I encourage Mm -hmm. in every way. In many ways, all at the same time, but it's not the key to our survival, not in the same way. And at the same time, we're wired for it through our DNA because humans, as we've evolved, we needed to be in packs. Yes. Because we needed to survive from the animals, from, I don't know, the the elements, all the things. (laughs) Like to be together and, you know, the good of the group was always important because otherwise, how would we 
literally survive. But nowadays, we don't have those same threats in the same ways on such a large scale. Mm -hmm. And so the good of the group doesn't necessarily have to come first because then it's based, you know, effectively what we're doing here is we're saying that a group made up of dysfunctional individuals is more important than a group made out of functional (laughs) ones. Yes. Because the group made out of functional ones takes a little bit more time to create because each individual has to actually become functional first. Yes. But that group (laughs) is always going to be much stronger, much more in flow, able to like, you know, move as the times move. Mm-hmm. and they're able to remain in harmony with themselves and with each other yeah. whereas the other group is going to be rigid and just crack and break the second any kind of force comes to it it's a bit like if you throw a plate a, a ceramic plate on the floor it'll smash into smithereens or if you throw a bouncy ball mm-hmm. so it is to our benefit to have relationships all different kinds but it's not to our survival to maintain them above ourselves because that's ensuring that we're going to smash into smithereens, basically. And that's why we even mentioned earlier in the season, whatever episodes, um, that we can no longer look to the collective to save us. And we can never look to the collective or to the tent poles to know what's best for us. We can't keep listening to quote-unquote experts especially those who are compromised, right, to tell us what we should be doing. Because now what we're seeing is that the collective has become a hazardous to the individual. And the individual has been labeled as dangerous and anarchist to the collective. Which it is. But at the same time, the collective as it stands is not a collective. It's a dictatorship. Right. It is the collective of tent poles trying to maintain its survival. Mm. So, of course, all the ways in which we've been socialized in order to support those temples. Yeah. But again, it makes total sense. If you think about your own personal journey or mm-hmm. your own personal like work through karma or whatever else it is, as we would talk about just in this season, we have to give ourselves permission to be happy. Mm-hmm. We have to walk away from our misery. You know, yeah. and those are really difficult things. So like everything else, 3D was just a giant coping mechanism for separation. Of course, it's going to be hard to let it go because... Well, who are we without our coping mechanisms? Often we don't want to know that. We don't know. We don't know. And as we've said, most of us would rather not have to figure it out. Yeah, which is why what I find so fascinating is if you apply that same logic that we do to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? So it's really what were the things that allow me to detach? What are the things that allowed me to think nothing external can change how I feel about myself? Mm -hmm. So the outcome of something doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. as much as the choice in making it as remaining in my integrity as in being in harmony with myself what are the two things that I use to do that well that's faith and hope right yeah because I have faith that I'll be okay which as a side note I thought was fearlessness for a very long time <laughs> so I kept doing stuff and I'd be like oh I just sent this text I'm so fearless or oh I just did this I'm so fearless and I'd also say at the same time I have no faith but actually the one day I realized that actually when I send the text and I think whatever happens I'm going to be okay that's not fearless that's faith yeah <laughs> and when I just do what feels right to me in my integrity and I know I'm going to be okay that's not fearless that's faith after we've burned out our fear we, we can't exercise being fearless, but we exercise that fearlessness through faith and hope. Exactly. Yes, very well said. So as we had said, 
season one, episode nine. By the, um, by the way, I love, I, I feel bad telling you this, but most of the time when you do that, I cut it out. But I do want people to be able to go back and listen because hilariously, we really didn't know what the fuck we were talking about then. I just channeled that and I was like, okay, cool. That's interesting. Little did I realize like what a foundational concept it was. Well, what a foundational, a lot of those episodes are. Yeah. Sorry, like, uh, let's get physical introduces the four bodies that effectively house how we teach consciousness. Yeah, exactly. You know, when we talk about (laughs) trust is, is introduces the four concepts that get us out of our karma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like going dark. Well, like if I think about those, like some of the, most of the episodes in the, in season one are actually the cornerstones for everything that goes to, goes afterwards. And it's such a shame we recorded them on such a shitty mic. Well, that's your issue, right? I'm just like, I'm, I'm just dumbfounded that we were just that ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I'm like, wow, we just had, we were so clueless. But I like it because we had a lot of faith. So as we defined faith then, which still applies now, this is still something that doesn't yet need redefining. Faith says, I know the universe or, or whatever has my back because I belong here. So however things go, I will be able to weather any outcome. Well, that is kind of redefining it. Is it? Yeah. No, I just thought how, how the, uni- the universe will always have my back. That's the first bit, but all the extra because bit is all new. Well, that's not redefining. That's just expanding. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> expanding a definition as opposed to redefining it like we did with karma. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Counts, 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 counts. <laughs> yes, yes. I need, and so do we... Give, so throw we, me a bone. <laughs> and so what about hope? Do we do the same thing? Do we have expanded hope? Let's... Okay, so I'm living my purpose every day that I choose to do what makes me happy and fulfills me, whatever it is. So as we originally defined hope as our heart's desire, this is just adding more words to that statement. Because it's the same, right? It's effectively the same, but it's a bit more focused with purpose. I see. So it's, I'm living now, my... Because Go on, sorry. go on. Because once we're in 5D energy and we're happy and conscious... We are in our purpose. Okay. So, and we are, as we, I think we said in episode two of the season, we are embodying our purpose. Okay, fine. So, so it, faith is basically, I know the universe or whatever has my back, yes. the extra bit, because I belong here. So however things go, I will be able to weather any outcome, mm-hmm. which yeah. is effectively what we were just saying earlier. Yes. And hope is I am living my purpose every day that I choose to do what makes me happy and fulfills me, whatever it is. Again, yes. what we say all the time. Yes. Effectively, what we're saying is together, they are, I am being fearless and I'm ready to commit to my purpose or I am committed to my purpose. And two, basically nothing will get in the way of my happiness. We were caution about conflating faith and fearlessness because faith is fearlessness plus, 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 plus. Really? And there are some people who just want to eliminate their fear, but still not be completely capable of faith. Okay. Right? And so, you know, we say this, but we caveat that. Mm. Okay? And I know not everybody wants to believe. I mean, if you're listening to a podcast called Karma's My Bitch, and you know that, you know, we talk a bit about spirituality and whatever else. Perhaps people are willing to kind of go there. But if people struggle with the concept of faith, because it's, it has such a religious connotation. I always just look at it as I am that powerful that I have my own back. It doesn't always have to you know, be in the context of, well, I know the universe or whatever. Um, whatever is like however you choose to see it. And mm-hmm. it could just be insert, 
I know I have my back. I know I've got this. That's perfect. Okay, perfect. So we are just going to say one last thing. People will not have seen the worst of what is to come. Still. When you want to understand what it takes to get to a collective fuck this, you're going to be about 2023. So we're going to give this as a gift to you guys. Swim in the joy, live in the joy, bask in the joy. Just live now. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.